You are now listening to Undrafted GM with your host, Lo. All right. Well, people, a little bit of a different look today. Uh, I have the uh, man, the myth, the legend to my left. That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, another episode of Undrafted GM. Obviously, I'm your host, Lo. To my left is my man, Cody Barlow. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? We've been talking about it for a minute. We finally got it done. Man, it's been some years we've been talking right? about this. So right. uh, it's a big deal today. So he's going to be our co-host for today. Um, listen, if you guys want him to co-host permanently, just leave that down in the comments. I'm going to, you know, use the force of peer pressure to try to keep him on the show. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got a big show today. Um, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. It's been some crazy games already. We're already halfway through. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm just happy we have some football. You know, it was crazy year, crazy year, and now we're in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. So, uh, how have you felt about the end of the end of the regular season? I know that uh, you can kind of share who you a fan of. Yeah, you know, as a Broncos fan, it's been rough. It's been rough. Um, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, I hope. But, um, yeah, these games today, man, especially that Bills-Colts game, it was uh, – it was kind of um, boring towards the you know the beginning of the game, but it started picking up at the end. And uh, yeah, Josh Allen, man, he's nasty. And uh, yeah, it was a good game to watch. Yeah, they. Uh, you know what was crazy is you know I thought the same thing when I was first watching the uh, first half of that game. Uh, the Colts do what the Colts do. They're very boring, methodical. They throw a lot to the running back. Like yep. Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. He's yeah. He's never gonna throw that little sidearm under arm throw, whatever right. you want to call it, uh, more than twelve yards, especially at this age. But yeah, that game was boring, but man, that ending. Yeah, well, that was a, that was a good game, man. That was a good game. I'm excited to see what the Bills do in the next round. Man, so for those of you that uh, did watch the game or did not watch the game, the final score, Bills 27, Colts 24. So the Bills are going to move on to the divisional round. Uh, they've made it through a crazy wild card weekend. Um, but the end of that game, so I got to ask, Jordan Poyer, mm-hmm. was that a fumble? It looked like a fumble to me, man. I don't know. I'm probably going to have to go back and watch that again, but it, it looked like a fumble to me for sure. I mean, but. if there was ever a fumble that was a fumble, I think this was yeah, a fumble. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but, yeah, and it's a shame that he didn't get credit for the play, but Micah Hyde at the end with the Hail Mary knockdown, I think that was a big yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. That's um, good, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Because I think the biggest knock on the Bills has always been the uh, lack of defense. Right. Yeah, so uh, just recapping, too, for those of you that have just tuned in as well, I mean – we actually have two games that are fully completed. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're in the middle of a third. The Bucks in Washington are going at it right now. Right now, we have a updated score of 9-7. Uh, they're uh, getting in the beginning parts of the second quarter. But the Rams with the shocker. Well, for anyone that's been watching the past couple episodes on Drafted GM, or if you watch the Pops and Lowe show, bring it on. Anything you got to say <laughs> about my Super Bowl pick Bring it on. I probably deserve it. Uh, man, what was your takeaway from the game? You know, going into it, I didn't think Jared Goff was playing, first of all. So that yeah. was already, you know, I thought it was up against them from the jump. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, you can never count him out, especially in the playoffs. Man. Um, I know that they've been kind of shaky, especially on offense here as of late. But, um, you know, I, it's just hard to count them out, especially at home. But the Rams got it together. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Aaron Donald with that injury that he had. Yep. Um, but, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, man, the Rams, look def- uh, they look dangerous. That defense is crazy. Um, Jared Goff didn't look too bad coming back. I know he had that hand injury and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm curious to see how they do going forward, too. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, you know, Jared Goff having that thumb surgery. I mean, he they said he was 12 days removed. Mm. That's crazy. Like, right. I couldn't imagine having surgery of any type. Yeah. 
don't know about you. I've never had a surgery. Nope. So having even a surgery on your thumb, 12 days, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need at least two, three months. Yeah, people were talking about that was probably going to be a season ender for him, you know, and yeah. the fact that he came back in here like that, that's that's crazy. That's that uh, That's that mentality, though. How do you finally make, you know, you make the playoffs, and not finally because obviously they went Super Bowl recently, but how often do you get to make the playoffs in the NFL? Exactly. How hard is that And that's that what you're do? working for. That's you know, that's what you're working for. So Your entire career. I mean, yep. most of these guys have been playing 20-plus years, mm-hmm. and at that point, that's your entire life, and you're going to put that into it. So uh, that was a crazy ending, though. Um, I mean, when I say crazy ending, it was kind of anticlimactic. Um, but the Rams 30, Seahawks 20 at the end of that game. Um, so addressing the regular season. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, and we talked a little bit about it off air, but we didn't give away any spoilers. Who do you think is the presumptuous MVP? I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's crazy to see what he's doing. It's it's not surprising because I feel like he's always putting up crazy years. Like he said himself, you know, his off years are better than most career years for quarterbacks. So, and he did say yeah, it himself. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think he's the runaway uh, MVP. I know that Patrick Mahomes was, was there, but, you know, the la- over the last three, four weeks, he's been a little shaky, uh, at least, you know, in his terms. In his terms, quarterback. yeah. Yeah, so – um, I got to give it to Aaron Rodgers. I got to give it to Aaron Rodgers. You know what? Unfortunately, I'm going to agree with you there. You got some pops? Uh, just Pete Perkins. Uh, he was saying A-Rod. Yeah, yeah, without 100%. a doubt. Without a doubt. Yep. And uh, I think statistically, not only is Aaron Rodgers dominating on every level, um, I do appreciate uh, – I can't remember who was calling the Rams-Seahawks game. Um, I want to say it was Aikman. But he had said that he was the best defensive player he's ever seen in his lifetime, mm-hmm. which if that was Troy Aikman – that's incredible. Yeah. Think about the yeah. amount of Hall of Famers he's seen. Yep. Um, but he also said he thought Aaron Donald should be in the MVP conversation. That's interesting. I could definitely see that, too. He's, you know, he's dominant per usual. Um, he's definitely Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. Thank but, um, you. At least, at least. But you could definitely put him in the conversation for MVP as well, at least on the defensive side. But. Yeah, and I, I, that's the only thing I think I'll say that I can't stand about, like, the awards. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's all based off regular season because of the fact that, um, you know, not everybody's in the playoffs. I'm like, but your most valuable players should be taking exactly. you to those levels. That's what makes them valuable. Exactly. So, um, but a lot of people would argue with me. They would say, and this is coming from a Pittsburgh guy, they would say that T.J. Watt earned it over Aaron Donald. Now, here's where I'm going to disagree. From a Steelers fan. From a Steelers fan. Okay. Okay. Um, the production that Aaron Donald puts out is a lot different than what you're putting out as an edge rusher. True. Okay. There's edge rushers that have done the things that T.J. Watt has done. Okay, Aaron Donald has these seasons year in, year out. I get that it's, you know, just strictly this year award, but his dominance. I mean, look at the beginning of this game. Two sacks off rip in the first series. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the uh, defensive or defensive player of the year. Um, Do you have a offensive player of the year? I do. I think you got to give it to Derrick Henry. That's in my opinion. I think you give it to Derrick Henry. Uh, I think he's also in the running for MVP in my opinion, but when it comes down to most valuable player, when you break it down for what it is most valuable, you got to give it to a Rod. So as far as offensive player of the year, I want to give that to, you know, Derrick Henry. I mean, what eight players have rushed for 2000 yards in NFL history. And that list is specific. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ryan Tannehill is really good too, but I think a lot of his success is based off of that run game. So, um, you know, I think, I think Derrick Henry deserves a offensive player of the year this year. For sure. And I mean, the nice thing with Tannehill is like, not only does he have, I mean, he, he faces 
eight man fronts mm-hmm. consistently. You got eight man in the box because Derrick Henry is one of those undeniables. Now, here's where I'm going to argue you a little bit. Okay. One, I hated, and it made me really upset. They put Travis Kelsey. Mm, I forgot about Travis Kelsey. Up there. And don't get me wrong. He's had a phenomenal year. Okay? Mm. But I don't think he's even comparable to what running 2,000 yards as a rusher is. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to argue I think Alvin Kamara should be Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, because, okay. I argue that. Right? Now, I get the 2,000 thing because that's a big thing that's been sticking to my mind. I've been wrestling with myself with it. But Alvin Kamara led the league in overall touchdowns by an individual. Mm-hmm. Passing and rushing. Inclu- or, uh, yeah, rushing and passing included. So that being the case, I think when you look at just what is the definition of offensive player of the year, the player that creates the most offense, and yards are amazing, but scores are better. Yeah, that's absolutely. just That's just me. So if you're out there watching this right now and you're like, that's blasphemous, go ahead, call me, argue me, let's right. do it. We're, <laughs> we're going to go for it today. Actually, Pete Perkins says, I hate how MVPs and Heismans are quarterback-based awards. Well, so you know what's great about that? Pete, and I'm glad you brought that up, Devonta Smith mm. winning the Heisman. Heisman that's yep. big. Yeah, I did not see that coming I all. didn't either. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I thought it was deserved. Yeah, no, I – yeah. Absolutely. He definitely deserved it. I just didn't see it because it is like a quarterback-based award, Always. you know what I mean, usually. So I definitely agree with you there, Pete. Yeah, and that's and that's something that, I mean, having a receiver win the Heisman, that, especially in recent, you know who the last one was. So for those who don't know, okay, we're going to learn about Cody Barlow a little bit today. <laughs> Cody is a Michigan fan. Yep. Cody, who was the last receiver to win the Heisman? Do you know? The last receiver to Here's a win hint. the Heisman. He's from your favorite school. Is that right? I'm embarrassed for not knowing. No, it, that's okay. It's been so long. Desmond Howard. Oh, Desmond Howard, of course. Yeah, okay. and so that's the last receiver. Yeah. Think about that time frame, the amount of great players that we've seen. I mean, we're talking guys like Julio, Calvin, like, you know, these type of players. Now, obviously, they had a lot different production in the NFL than they did, but the amount of great receivers that we've seen within that time frame, none of them even got close. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that really puts a testament on Devonta Smith. And so – uh if you guys are looking forward to draft coverage, we're definitely going to be doing that. I'm really going to pick on Cody and really hope that he <laughs> shows up for that because he's a stud with that. But, um, yeah, so I definitely love that he said that. Um, but I think MVP's got to start changing. Yeah, and I mean, it, again, it for me it comes back to, you know, who is the most valuable person on your team. And I know that sounds so, like, easy uh, yeah no. it's so easy but some people think well it should go to the best you know who performed the best this year and i it's the most valuable and unfortunately not just in football i think quarterback might be the most important position in all of sports it, it, in um, all of sports so i mean i feel like that's why they you know they tend to get it but i do agree that you know you tend to see them get mvps heismans and everything like that it is kind of a quarterback award but right. that's just in my opinion, that's just kind of what it is. Oh, for sure. And and I think that's, you know, it's like you said, being the most important position, if you dominate at that position, that, yeah. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to give it to centers ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, now, this should be a no-brainer. And if it's not, I'm about to argue you. Who's your rookie of the year? Or we'll stay, on, we'll stick with offensive rookie of the year. On offense. Um, offensive rookie of the year. I'd have to think about that. Who are you going with? Okay, you ready? So, I think it's very easily Justin Jefferson. Oh, just okay, Justin Jefferson with the Vikings. I absolutely. mean, he's had – he literally broke the rookie record. Now, a lot of people are arguing Justin Herbert. 
you could you could go that way too. Yep, quarterback. And, and again, of but broke Baker's record. Yeah. And so a lot of a lot of offense this year from the rookies, which is a big deal. Um, I'll be honest, I think it's more impressive for Justin Jefferson, considering they have Dalvin Cook in that backfield. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the amount of running that that team does. Yeah. It pretty much ousted Stephon Diggs. I was just gonna say that was a super smooth transition. Very you know, going getting rid of uh Diggs there and then bringing in Justin Jefferson. That was a smooth transition. He may even be better. I don't know. We'll see. Whoa. <laughs> we'll now see. I know you're blasphemous. Yeah, yeah. I know you're getting fan. blasphemous. Right now, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver right. in the AFC. You've heard it here first. <laughs> hey, we got a good comment from Pete. He says Kelsey is innovating the tight end position. No argument. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm gonna get, let you give your thoughts first. Um yeah, I could I could definitely see that for sure. I mean, uh, he, I, I yeah, I guess I agree with that. Um, you know, he's I would say that um, we do see. I think we have seen tight ends in the past that have similar skill sets. I do think that the amount of work that he's put in, though, first of all, in in both aspects of blocking and receiving, um, I think is just crazy. So um, yeah, I guess I could see it from that aspect. Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree to a point. Um, I wouldn't say he's innovating it though. A lot of people yeah, forget. I think he's mastering it. Yes. I could say that he's mastering it. Yes. I don't know about innovating it, yeah. but um yeah. Because and and I get what you mean. They're lining him up differently. They're they're doing things more often like shovel passes. But like this is stuff that they've tried before. Now, do I agree that there's certain tight ends that, you know, even though they were great, they could never do this? Yes. But I wouldn't say that I would take Travis Kelsey in his prime over Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, and that's what came to my mind first. Was right. like I feel like he's kind of playing his game around like what Tony Gonzalez brought to the table. Absolutely. So, again, I think he's mastering it for sure. Um, and he's probably going to go down, in my opinion, as top three, if not the best tight end of all time, if he keeps going the way he's going, playing with Mahomes yep. and all of that. Um, but uh, innovating, I'm not sure. But, yeah, he's definitely mastering it. That's kind of what Pete was saying. He said, I also think he is a product of the Kansas City offense. Yeah. Oh, and I'm oh, yeah. Pete, I'm glad you clarified because – Playing with an all-time great already, and yeah. I may be premature in saying that. I know a lot of people give flack for handing that out too early. I think Mahomes is already on track to be an all-time great. Oh, yeah, I okay. agree. Uh, Pete, you were on the show last week. We talked about player arc and their career arc. Um, But I think Mahomes is already on that track. That changes things. Mm-hmm. Tony G wasn't playing with guys of that level. Yeah. Antonio Gates wasn't playing with guys of right. that level. There's a lot of greats out there. Um. I do agree that Travis Kelsey is doing things, but, like, we even got it as much as this makes me hurt. Gronkowski was an innovator. Yeah. They were lining him up on the single side out wide. Like, that's crazy. So, definitely got to address that as well. But, um, yeah, so if you had to pick between Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, which of the Justins? Um... I'm a quarterback guy. You know, here's the thing. And uh, my friend Brian Brooks, I don't know if you're going to be catching this at all, but he knows that me and him used to go back and forth. He's a big Oregon fan. Right. Um, so, you know, I used to give him slack about uh, Justin Herbert. But he's been a, a pleasant surprise. I know he was he was one of the most NFL-ready quarterbacks coming into the league um, as a rookie. Uh, it's just hard for me not to give it to the quarterback. I'm sorry. I think they found their guy. Um, I think, you know, Justin Jefferson is great, but I think um, – Justin Herbert, he's that guy, and he's going to be the one leading that team to victories. Yeah, and I'm sure that that hurts you considering how desperately Denver's trying to find out their situation. Yeah, man, it, it's it's rough. Seeing Patrick Mahomes come in as, as if that wasn't bad enough, and now we see this Herbert guy, and it's just, you know. Talk to us a little bit about that. What do you see Denver's future being like? 
you know, I still have a lot of faith in Drew Locke. People that know me know that I, you know, I have a lot of faith in Drew Locke. I think that he's kind of in, been in a bad situation as far as, obviously, this was a COVID offseason. Right. Um, he only played five games last year. He was 4-1 yep. as a starter for the people that, you know, hate on Side Drew Side note, Locke. statistics. But, um, you know, so he had a COVID offseason. He had a lot of injuries. You know, Corlin Sutton, his number one went out. Uh, his right tackle went out, because you know, for COVID and things like that. Uh, so a lot of injuries there. Um, I'm excited to see what he does next year. And a lot of people want to jump ship and, you know, move up in the draft and try to take a quarterback, you know, at, unless we're getting a uh, Lawrence from Clemson, I, I want to stick with uh, drew lock. So I'm happy with him. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me follow that up a little bit. So obviously there was a really big change for you guys in your front office, mm. right? Elway, basically he didn't renounce his title as GM. He basically took and gave himself a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And so he moved up in the organization and, um, that being the case, do you think that whoever he brings in will want to change right away? Or do you think he's going to bring someone in that's going to give Locke one more year? Because for where you guys drafted him at, I think he should definitely at least get another year. Yeah, I agree. And I think they're, they're doing a lot of you know research into all of that, bringing in the guys. They said that they had a bunch of dudes that they were bringing in. That no kind of decision has, has been made, anything like that. So they're definitely doing the research. They're doing their homework. Um, and – the Denver Broncos, whether you want to admit it or not, one of the greatest organizations in sports history. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, so, but yeah, from the management, you know, uh, from ownership all the way down, I think there's a, a group mindset there that they want. And uh, I think Drew Locke's going to get another chance. And um, we just need some consistency. That's what we need is some kiss- consistency because we just keep jumping ship, firing coaches, you know, coordinators, all that. So Pete is on one. He says the Chargers uh, were plug and play. Jefferson had a higher degree of difficulty and – Y'all should trade Drew. He isn't it. Oh, man. Well, let's unpackage oh, here, man. Pete. Yeah, Pete, okay. go through that a little bit more for me. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and back it up and, and see. So that's why I picked Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I think the degree of difficulty being in a running first offense, being with a head coach that was a DC his entire career, like I definitely think that that was a big deal because not only did he do that, he broke a very big Anquan Bolden's receiving record from his rookie year, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Herbert overcame a lot of injuries, not himself, but his team. I think that there was a lot of uncertainty with the chargers and what was going on in LA with COVID and some of those things. So I'll be honest. I think Justin Herbert based on what he did this season, let's say he picks up where he left off next season. We could be looking at a guy that's in that top 10 category pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I can't even find a, I don't know of a good comparison for him right now, um, but he's following the same model that the entire NFL is, where it's pass-first quarterback that has the mobility option, yep. you know? So, um, just want to address that. I definitely think Justin Jefferson, but up until I would say even week 10, Justin Herbert was my no question, not even close. Um, and then, man, I just... Pete, look, buddy. Okay, and and Pete, I appreciate you commenting. If you guys are watching this right now, uh, make sure you like the Facebook page, Say What You Will Radio. You can check us out on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. You can watch the show on Facebook, uh, but you can also go and check out any of our content from any of our shows on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. I am here with co-host Cody Barlow. He's in the house. Um, he said get rid of Drew Locke, Cody. 
Yeah, Speak man. on it. Give me something. He's got a little bit of follow-up. You asked for a little bit of follow-up. Oh, okay. yes, okay. Yeah, absolutely. He's ready for it. Broncos are a great organization. I just don't want them to waste Jerry Judy. Wow, and I did like what he said there. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, is I think a player like Jerry Judy, his play style, because, you know, first of all, I think even coming out of the draft, he was one of the best route runners in the NFL. Yep. Um, so I think, and he's, you know, he's speedy quick. You know, he's a deep threat for sure, and I think that goes right into the wheelhouse of what Drew Locke likes to do. Um, and one thing, too, that I, I have looked into as well is, like, when you compare what his first 16 games is, because, you know, going into the season, he hadn't even played a full season before people were, you know, jumping ship and everything like that. In his first 16 games, when you compare his stats to people, former Broncos like John Elway, Peyton Manning that came in for a little bit, I mean, his numbers are right there. Not to, not to say that because, you know, his numbers are right there or better than theirs, that he's going to be better than they are. But um, I don't think that we should just cut it from right here just because of what we've seen in this 16 games where he didn't get a full off season. You know, he came in with only five games under his belt. Um, so I think those are things that we got to take into consideration. And it used to be a league where, you know, you would give your quarterback two, three, four years to develop, you know, sit behind somebody and learn the game. Cause it's a totally different game than the football, you know, than the football field in college. Um, so I just, I think we just need to be patient. We need to relax, you know, just, just chill out. And uh, I don't know, give him a, another year or two and, let them work out the kinks. No, I, I 100% agree. I think something that Denver did is Denver's always had a very dominant defense and losing guys like uh, Chris Harris and yeah. some of those guys, I, I think that really shifted some of the culture for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really, I'll be honest, there's times where I think Drew Locke's going to be incredible. Yeah, he has like, his moments. Some of those throws, I'm like, yeah, it, they're otherworldly. His arm talent's definitely there. Um, go ahead, Pop. We just got to take a 30-second break okay. for a money timeout. Oh, money timeout. <laughs> if you're looking for specialized or custom engraved gifts, you've got to check out Nut Tree Designs Company on Etsy. Nut Tree Designs Company offers numerous handcraft items that create long-lasting memories made from family uh, heirlooms. Really that. That's why I didn't. That's why their I'm most popular that. item is a custom cutting oh, board okay. with family handwritten we recipes engraved on them to preserve those long-standing delicious favorites. This is not all they can do, so make sure you check out their Etsy store and let your imagination wander. The link to the uh, Nut Tree Designs Company will be below this video, or if you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the description of the podcast. Check them out, Nut Tree Designs Company on Etsy. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back here on Undrafted GM with co-host Cody Barlow in the house. Uh, we're actually discussing Denver's future, Cody's favorite <laughs> How team. How did we get here? <laughs> no, um... And I was just about to go on a rant, but you know what? It's probably a good thing I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I just think I'm right there with you. I was very excited to see that they got they invested in the run game. I don't know if it's the right investment. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how you feel about the Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay, not even dilemma because I don't know what you call that at this point. But what do you what do you do in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to have Melvin Gordon. He had a pretty solid year. He was just shy of a thousand yards. Um, you know, he, he had a good amount of touchdowns this year it's just uh i think we put too much into the running back position uh, financially yeah. we could have put that elsewhere because um, it wasn't an absolute need when we got him um but yeah I, I mean our run game is solid i think that we have the pieces to make a run i'm not saying that we would be favorites or anything like that but i think that denver has a lot of the pieces that they need um it was just a rough 
it was just a rough season with uh, all the injuries that we've had this year um, in the running game as well. So right, but. a lot of changes with the normal faces too. So, yeah. um, you hey, know, real quick, just real quick, because yeah, we don't want to jump off uh, Denver quite yet. Uh, Pete says I think he could develop behind someone. He meaning Drew, I assume, uh, behind someone. But the Broncos are talented enough to be a playoff team. I now, agree. let me ask you this, Pete. Uh, can you give me an instance in history, a precedent, will you, um, where you've seen a quarterback come in, start, be given the reins, get benched, and then go back to starting again? Because there's never a situation like that where I think retracting the progress that he's made has been the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I think it would have, of course, been ideal for Drew to come in under somebody? Of course. It right. always is. But if you don't have that natural. Joe Flacco. And see, <laughs> that was the thing. What's he learning from Joe yeah, Flacco? Right. You know, at, Drew Locke is a has the arm to not be a game manager, and Joe Flacco is a game manager. Yeah. Like, there's not much that you're going to learn from that style other than the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how to be a professional, how to understand, you know, studying playbook, balancing some of that stuff. But, yeah, I just think Drew Locke's a different he, – he's more athletic. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a guy coming out of UNC that I think is uh, Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if he's coming out or he's not coming out this year. I think he'll be in the next draft class, but I think he's very much like Drew Locke. I think both of them have a lot of potential. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm really, yeah. really uh, hoping that you guys do stick with him because I, I think he's got some potential there. I mean, unless Justin Fields is up. Yeah, I was going to say either Lawrence or Fields, if it's there, I would be, you know, I'd be happy with that. Unfortunate for Drew Locke. But now the Denver thing to do, mm-hmm. your favorite thing. We've talked about this off air so many times. Your favorite thing to do is take that first round pick and invest in something on the O line. Yeah, uh, is that a necessity, or are you going defense? Uh, I've, offensive line is definitely a bigger need, uh, in my opinion, than defense would be for Denver. Um, you know, we I think that Garrett Bowles at left tackle, he definitely stepped it up this year. He got second uh, second team All Pro this year. Yep, that's huge. Um, yeah, you know our our center uh, Floyd. I think his name is Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, Lloyd from Cushenberry LSU. the third. Yeah. yeah, so he's solid. He's a rookie, but he had a solid rookie season, and uh, he was a later round pick too. Yeah, yeah, he was the like, fifth. Yeah, I was saying, I think he was a fifth round pick. He yeah. was, uh, yeah, he was. I don't know what they call it, but he was uh, just. Not in the spotlight, per se, but, uh, yeah, he balled out for you guys. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't bad. And, uh, you know, right tackle, we're solid at right tackle as well. But, again, he missed the season due to the due to COVID and yep. everything like that. So, um, but, yeah, a guard somewhere in there, that would be nice. Um, I, I'm not sure what guards are out there, in, you know, in the first round. Uh, yeah, but. I don't know if there's any that early this year. There's no Quentin Nelsons coming out, yeah. which is a shame. But, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to. Me and you are going to dive more into that. But, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, – so it, let's say this: If it wasn't an O line, mm-hmm. what position are you hoping that they invest in? Um, that if it's not offensive line, then I would jump to the defensive side, and that's where I would. You know, we need somebody to tie up the middle of the field. Um, we had Alexander Johnson step up this year. Yeah, um, he's solid, but we need somebody on the other side as well. Um, so I would probably invest in a linebacker. Um, you know, maybe a, a corner is crucial as well for. We got AJ Bouye, and uh, he's right. out, and then that's about it. Our next starter, is, you know, is. Uh, rookie this year OJ yep. Udia, and then we've got Bryce Callahan but he's slot so it's yep. like you know so he doesn't corner play linebacker outside. if we're not going offense yeah we got to go corner linebacker I think so as much as this pains me to say and shout out to uh Pops who's producing the show Penn Stater Micah Parsons the mm. middle linebacker if you guys haven't had an opportunity to look at him you're gonna want to watch him if he goes to Denver 
it's a problem. Um, yeah, Micah Parsons is uh, he's going to be nasty. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that. We're going to get more into the draft stuff, but uh, kind of just switching gears a little bit here. We're looking at this Bucks Washington mm-hmm. game. Okay, um, Cody, what was the breaking news before the Washington game that kind of changed how everybody thought? Yeah, that Alex Smith isn't playing. Huge. Yeah, yeah huge. That's, that's unfortunate, man. I was going for Washington for that for, for that the purpose. purpose. Um, but yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Think about this: we're now watching Tom Brady play in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. against a team with no name, <laughs> right? With the Alex zone. Smith as their starter, right? So, I mean, if twenty twenty one couldn't get anywhere any more right. unique, yep. you know, so. Uh, definitely interesting there, but the Bucks don't have a huge lead as much as you no. would expect. Taylor Heineke, right? If you're asking who that is, you're not alone, right? Okay, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, starting and uh, driving that offense right now. But man, that Washington defense is going to be say, nasty yep. for years. Absolutely. Now, I think the big thing for Washington is is and not a player. I think the health of Ron Rivera changes that franchise's next 10 years. I mean, this guy was getting IVs in between halves. Yeah, that's got to be tough, man. Could I, you imagine Shout out that? to him. Shout out to him for doing what he's doing in the situation that he's in in his personal life and everything going on. So, Coach of the yeah. year candidate? I could see that for sure. Why not? The right. man literally was, you know, struggling to live through your entire season. He should be coach of the year, and Alex Smith should be comeback player right. of the year. So, I uh, vote. Right, man. Now, if, if there's an opportunity to go vote, go vote. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, fifteen to seven right now. The Bucks are up. They got two minutes left. If you guys are watching that game, feel free to update us. We would love go to Washington. Keep, yeah, I'm saying that. What an upset that would be. Right. Take down the goat. Um, Chase a- or uh, yeah, Chase, Chase Allen was talking about oh, or okay. Chase Young. Oh, what am I talking about? Chase Young. Um, he was uh, leaving the game last week. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. Did you hear? He, he yep. said, "Tom Brady, I'm coming for you." It's a big deal. I wonder, has he got that sack yet? We're going to have to uh, yeah, I have, recap I that. I don't know. That's um, got to be exciting, though. Being yes. a rookie coming in and playing Tom Brady in Could the playoffs. Could you imagine? Right. I mean, don't get it wrong. I, and I love that clip where Chase Young and Mike Tomlin are talking. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Where Mike Tomlin's like, I, I don't, don't ever want to be bad enough to get a guy like <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't ever want to lose enough games to get a guy yeah. like you. That's such a great statement. And um, how true it is, because Chase Young is going to be a generational talent. He's going to be a J.J. Watt ilk. You know, um, so let me ask you this. I forgot to ask you this on the first part of the show. Thinking about the regular season, obviously we're in wild card weekend. If there was a team that you looked at from the regular season that didn't make the playoffs, mm. that you were the most disappointed in, right? You were shocked that they're not at a higher level in the playoffs, what have you. Who would you pick? Well, I was saying that my my dark horse team going into the playoff, well, before the playoffs, but I, I thought the Dolphins, you know, they were solid. I thought they were pretty solid uh, going into it. And it's unfortunate that they missed it going 10-6 and six on the season. And you yeah, see people when, like Chicago making it 8-8. Eight and eight. But, um, yeah, that was like my dark horse team. Um, but I'm honestly, to kind of change it up a little bit, I think that Cleveland, I'm excited to see oh, you know, what man. Cleveland does. So excited. Um, they you know. have to lose to Pittsburgh, though. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. it was. I didn't want to bring it up because I know you're oh. a Steelers fan and everything. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see them. No, that's that's a big deal. And, and, you know, I'll be honest. It was exciting, even though it was against Pittsburgh, and I know that we weren't exactly invested in that game. 
when they called that run for Baker Mayfield, yeah, that could not have been a more iconic Cleveland moment, though. Mm. They built that moment to be historic. When he had that third and one and all he had to do was run for the first. So did you hear where the name of that play came from? Mm-mm. So Colin Cowherd is notoriously not anti-Baker, but pretty it's much anti-Baker. anti-Baker. Yeah. And so um, uh, during the draft, okay, I, I want to say that's when it was. So Colin Cowherd shared a story about it, but he talked about how he called Baker a Mazda, not a Maserati. Mm. Okay, and the play that they ran was called Maserati. Damn, that's talk about Colin. That's for you, baby. That's how you know that you've been harping on somebody too much. But uh, yeah, what a what a moment for them. So that's going to be really crazy. Um, One thing, though, to kind of answer your question, though, I thought Arizona was a team that, you know, they looked pretty promising, uh, especially how DeAndre Hopkins just came in there and started dominating right away. Dominating. Um, You know, Kyler Murray, that connection was Crazy, Insane. crazy, um, and they had it, man. They had it. They started like what five and two, and yep. you know and they were and, winning in, and then uh, it just fell apart at the end, man. But that's a shame. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's a sad as it is to say. Cliff as new as he is, I think that's a coaching thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that defense is talented. That offense is wickedly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, there really was an excuse. Yep. And so uh, that definitely comes down to that coach, and I think it's that coach quarterback. Combo like them two together, you know, it, it seemed like a great idea on paper. I was one of the ones that was voting for it, mm-hmm. but they have not seemed to get each other figured out. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So, um, I, I like the Arizona pick. I like that, and I was a, I was definitely rooting from for Miami. I was also rooting for Vegas. Mm. I was really excited to see not Vegas me. just get in. Yeah, we know that, but um, <laughs> no, I would say the team I was the most disappointed and shocked about was the Texans. True. You know, because let's be honest, we still thought there was a lot more competition in them. Yeah. I did not see them winning four games. Yeah, it's unfortunate seeing Deshaun play as well as he did this year and, you know, have the outcome that they had. He finished pro football focus, number one quarterback of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Over Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That's, inc- that's crazy. That's <laughs> that's incredible. Um, So, let me ask you, there's been a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Is he leaving or is he staying? I don't know, man. It's starting to seem like that bridge is starting to burn. And, um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of reports about, you know, maybe San Francisco being, um, you know, interested in potentially getting Deshaun Watson. I just think that would be crazy. So just for the fact of, yeah, just the fact of potentially being able to see that, I'm for it. I'm for it. Him leaving. (laughs) Just um, just get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Just do it, man. Go for it if you can. But, yeah. um, Yeah. I I think that that bridge is burned. Yeah, it, see, I agree with you, and I think it's a right now, like if I was to answer that today for Deshaun, I think he's staying. Mm-hmm. But do I say that a week from now? No. I think as the playoffs progress, things like that tend to, you know, it's like a small kindling, and then it starts to really build that fire, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think he's just going to get more and more upset knowing what he had an opportunity for. I think it really would have hurt had Arizona made the playoffs and D-Hop kept doing what he was doing. True. Yeah. Because – Hail Murray, that had to be a moment that that Deshaun was breaking something in his oh, house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Imagine um, what he could have done if he had, you know, DeAndre with him this year. That would have been so, interesting to see. Cody, you're a quarterback guy. And I think a massive, massive thing for quarterbacks entering the league is do they have a true number one? I think if you do not have a true number one, it sets you back two years. Mm. 
Okay, look at, I mean, Stafford had a true number one. At that time, his statistics were absurd, Yeah. yeah. right? Matt Ryan at a number one, he came in with Julio. The, like, those connections really change you and help you build that pro, uh, progress because I was actually talking with um, the head coach for the semi-pro team that I coached with, and he was saying, you know, uh, he was talking about Eric Bieniemy, who is the OC for the Chiefs, Chiefs yep. and how a lot of people don't give him the recognition. But what's crazy about Mahomes, right, and we actually had a debate, kind of small debate in the offseason about does he have a quote-unquote true number one? Right, because Tyreek is just kind of a different style of receiver. Right. Um, but having seeing truly open receivers, and I don't mean you know, oh, like they're open, like you know, everybody's open in college, okay, and it doesn't seem like it. But the DBs in college aren't nearly as good as the pros, of course, right? Um, you know, high school, everybody's open. Like mm-hmm. you know, you don't ever in the NFL. You're never going to see truly open receivers unless you have somebody that's special, right? Um, guys like, look at what Antonio Brown did for Big Ben. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying Big Ben wasn't ready at that point, but my example with that is if you're a year one rookie quarterback and you come in and all you see is covered up receivers, how do you get better? True. That's how do you get true. better? Bill O'Brien set the Texans back four to six years. Uh, yeah, Four to six years. That's Deshaun Watson's life, life cycle. I think that's it. Yeah. So I think if he was ever going to leave Houston, it's now or never. True. Pittsburgh's open, Deshaun. If you see this, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh is available. Um, quick update on the Bucks-Washington game. The Bucks are now, uh, it's now 18-7. to Washington has the ball. Minute 43 left in the second. Uh, we're probably behind, you know, 30 seconds or 45. But. No, that's okay. Pete, uh, he said that um, I feel like in their division, the cards aren't playoff caliber yet by the current playoff structure. I would prefer the cards versus any team in the NFC East or the Bears make an appearance. You know what? And I think Cody and I have had this conversation. A divisional restructure would be insane. That would be crazy. And I, I want to say when we were talking about it, it was based off of location, like true location. Right. So like you're AFC East, you're, you know, one of eight teams in the East split up between NFC and AFC. Mm-hmm. You're West, you're truly the farthest West. Like that would really shake the structure of the league. Now, what's crazy, the NFC West is the team that would primarily stay the same. Right. They may even stay exactly the same. Yeah. So uh, that would definitely be interesting. Uh, I yeah, the Cardinals could. I, I would say most of the teams in the NFC they could beat, but that's the problem with teams that don't make the cut. They're just that close. Mm-hmm. That you, that's expected. Absolutely. But uh, we're gonna uh, switch gears here in a minute. Um, we want to get into tomorrow's games. We want to talk about that a little bit. But I know coming up here in a second, we're gonna go ahead and take a uh, quick commercial break. So make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. Give me 30 seconds to talk about the Espinoza Group, a group within the real estate firm in Gilbert, Arizona. Sherry says what many agents don't take into account is that it's not just the house itself that dictates how we go about marketing and selling it. That's why in my career in real estate for over 20 years, I've developed systems, processes, and resources specific to each different situation you might be in. Visit their website at www.azhomesbysherry.com 
That's azhomesbysherry, S-H-E-R-I dot com. Or you can visit their office at 1521 East Elliott Road, Suite Number 104, Gilbert, Arizona, 85234. Experience the difference. All right, and we are back here in Undrafted GM with our special co-host, super special co-host, Cody Barlow. Um, we are so glad that he decided to join us. Again, drop it in that comment. Tell him he should keep on joining us. But um, I'm really glad to have him here for Wild Card Weekend. This has been a fun episode. It's been crazy. We've had Pete in the comments going nuts with us. So, Pete, we appreciate that. Keep that up. Um, but, yeah, so uh, kind of switching gears. Uh, Poppy, if you want to go ahead and keep scrolling down there for a little bit for me because we are going to talk a little bit about tomorrow's games. And we already prefaced it a little bit. Right. But let's start with that 11 a.m. game, okay? I'll be honest, it's the game that I think is the most up in the air. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't, based off of last week's spanking of the Bengals, but Mm Ravens-Titans is the 11 a.m. game. Tell me your thoughts. What are you thinking? Well, we saw this matchup last year, right? Right. It's Um, that same thing. Yeah, and it was fun to watch last year. Uh, Titans, obviously, they looked unstoppable. At that point, right. I honestly feel like it's going to be a repeat of the same. I think we're going to see a lot of the same of what we saw in the playoffs last year, in my opinion. Um, So I I got the Titans winning that one. Wow. I am so glad you said that because I'll be honest. I was sitting here like, man, I'm about to really make some people upset here. (laughs) Um, You know what? And, of course, I have my Pittsburgh buys. Now, I'll be honest. The Ravens we saw the last two weeks of the season kind of make me change my mind. Okay. Offensive dominance started really skyrocketing back up to the levels that we saw at the entirety of last year. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Lamar throwing multi-touchdown games. But the Titans, just watching Derrick Henry continue to make easy, yeah. easy work. Yep. What do you do? Not much you can do. I feel like you can, you know, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, and he's on a tear this year. I mean, if he was, if we thought he was scary last year, he's even crazier this year. So, man, it's just incredible. And yeah. the, you know, the Ravens, their production has been. The problem is, you know, at the beginning of the year, I picked them and I picked Seattle, unfortunately, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it, it looks like a situation where obviously Seattle's out. So my picks co- totally out of the window, but. Um, the Ravens, of course, always had that potential. They're still the same team from last year. Mm-hmm. They just have only shown glimpses of it. Yeah. Like, you know, it seems like um, I don't think they had any super major losses. I don't, you know, I haven't seen. they. I, they've definitely battled some injuries, but it hasn't been anything incredible. Um, I think Lamar's missing a true number one. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think we all kind of assumed that it was going to be Hollywood Brown going into it, um, but I don't think he's anything remotely close to what they thought he was going to be. No. Um, in my opinion, anyways, but um, yeah, man. And I, when going into the season, I thought they only got better. If anything, that's what I thought. I thought opinion. they improved a lot. Um, but I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. I just, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going Titans on that one. Yeah, and and that's and see, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, and Cody, you can attest to this. I was a big Corey Davis fan mm-hmm. in that draft when he came out of Western Michigan. Um, now, obviously, he already got surpassed by A.J. Brown is quote-unquote the guy for the Titans. Yep. But they have a ton of guys, right? They got uh, A.J. Brown, even uh, uh, Corey Davis. But I was a big uh, – I really was excited to see Jonu Smith break out the way he yeah. did this season. Yeah. Um, he had like eight touchdowns within the first like nine weeks and then 
tailored off a little bit. But then, of course, all that with Derrick Henry, and they're finally figuring out how to use Tannehill. Mm -hmm. I think that's been his problem his entire career. There's never been a team that's dedicated to using him as a weapon. He's kind of been the guy to, you know, distribute. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's a shooting guard. You know, he has to be able to do a little bit of that that split. But um, so seeing uh, Baltimore continue to, you know, kind of tailor off in the season really made me lose faith in them. Yeah. Honestly, man, like I said, I came into the season thinking for sure they got to be going to the Super Bowl. Have to. To me, they were the AFC favorites. Um, but yeah, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, man. It was just, as the season went on, I was just like, do I see them going into the Super Bowl? Do I see them taking on the Titans again? Or, you know, um, maybe even the Browns in that division, in that uh, division rival in the playoffs. I don't know. I just, I'm not sure the Steelers looks, you know, I, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Logan, we can speak truth. But, uh, as far as the Steelers are concerned, you know, I know they went, what was it? We're, 10 and 0 or whatever. We're, yeah. Just, we're not a shade of what we should be. Yeah. So, but even the Steelers, I just didn't, I just. You know, as the season was going on, I just didn't see the Ravens being able to compete there. So. I picked the Ravens to be in the Super Bowl, okay? I'm right hey, there with you. Right, but, hey, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, no, and that's the thing is, you know, the Titans having the weapons that they do, and I think I'm a really big Harold Landry guy who is the outside linebacker for the Titans. I think he's nice. Um, we watched a lot of Dory Jackson coming out of college. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of playmakers all over the field. I think a really big one, uh, the Titans drafted uh, Jeffrey Simmons. And a lot of people pushed him down the draft board because he was hurt. There was all that injury questions. Um, and the Titans took a flyer. And, man, he has balled. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, Jarrell Casey traveled mm-hmm. to the greater lands of the yep. mile high, yep. which uh, I like Jarrell Casey. He's a stud, too. Um, but they didn't lose a step, really, no, with him they going. they really didn't, yeah. Um, and so, you know, now that the Titans have been getting a more consistent pass rush, um, their secondary is loaded. I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, Kevin Byard's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I agree. I, I just, I think they're the perfect, I think the Titans and the Ravens are the exact same team. Mm-hmm. The difference is the Ravens' weapon is Lamar, the Titans is Derek. Mm-hmm. And I think in that battle, Derek wins. And so uh, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I think that'll be the most tightly fought contested game. Of the uh, of the yeah that one I'm excited tomorrow. to watch that one for sure for sure um, I'll be honest a game I'm not as excited to watch and and I really should be is the Bears Saints right well and the thing is is we were kind of talking about it earlier is just I just the Bears making the playoffs at eight and eight you it know? doesn't feel right um, and I think that they have a lot of things that they got to you know they got to work on you know talking with you know our friend Carlos who's a big right. Bears fan um, you know first of all the coaching. I think it all starts with the coaching. I, you know, the he head does coach, hate Matt Nagy. Yeah, Nagy. I don't know, man. I don't understand what it is. Uh, you know, why people love him so much, especially that organization. I think that they've they always do. been a defensive-minded team. Um, as, and, you know, when he got coach of the year, they were mainly known for their defense. So, and then that was you know Vic Fangio, right? Um, but yeah, with Nagy, and then now I hear that he's kind of losing the losing control of the offense. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, or you know, and though that role has been given to somebody else, and now they're doing better with Trubisky and and, and whatnot, at least better than when you know, <laughs> what Nagy they were was right. Taking, yeah. So, um. Anyway, so yeah, the Bears, Saints. Uh, my brother's a Saints fan. Uh, shout out to Tyler. Um, I you know it's it's hard to count out Drew Brees there, um, even with everything that he's been dealing with. But like you said before, Alvin Kamara. Um, so, weapon, yeah, and I think they're due, man. They've been 
the last couple years, two, three years in the playoffs, man, uh, you know, All it's, these... it's been rough for the Saints. Oh. I'm not a Saints fan, and I feel the pain of it. So yeah, that's um, yeah. I, I think I think the Saints can take it in that one for sure. So they had the uh, the miracle, the Minnesota miracle, right? Oh yeah. Oh man, that was crazy. Shout Diggs. out my boy Stephon Diggs. Yep. Um, terrible tackling. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then they had last. Uh, they had uh, Nickel Roby Coleman yep. get the call. Oh. oh, that was rough. Uh, or rather, get the non-call. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, so here's the thing with the Bears. Okay, I do want to address that because I think that this is important for them moving forward. They have some studs. Mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson is a freak. He Absolutely. is he is a baller. That guy's a gamer. Um, Allen Robinson had a year. Yeah. With all that stuff going on. Yep. Had 1,200 yards. He had a year. He did. Um, And uh, shout out to, uh, again, Pops for Penn State. But um, the Bears have a lot of questions. Yeah. And it just never makes you feel confident when you have that many questions going into something that you're like, hey, Drew Brees in the playoffs. It's something I've seen mm-hmm. time and time again. But we don't know what Drew Brees we're getting. This is true. Yeah, It, it looks like he's digressing physically mm-hmm. a lot. Well, yeah, and he rapidly. was dealing with the, what was it, the like 37 ribs. broken ribs or something, <laughs> something like that. ridiculous. Like, yeah, so, and yeah. He's get, yeah, he's getting up there in age and whatnot. I feel bad for him, but yeah, I mean... It'd be good to see them pull something off this year. Hey, we got a good uh, um, comment. Comment. There you go. From Pete. He says, I think going to a team aligned with your skill set is more important uh, than when you were drafted for your career trajectory. Anytime the word trajectory is thrown in there, you got to talk about it. It's got to be a comment. And so I, I just want to clarify. So he's saying that he feels it's more important for them to fit within an offense, like a system that goes with their talent rather than a specific organization. I'll need you to clarify that a little bit for me, Pete, because I just yeah. want to make sure I'm I'm answering that correctly. Because I do believe that organization's important, but I also believe system is, I wouldn't even say equally, it might be more important. Yeah. It just depends. Right. Some organizations can overcome that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll definitely need him to clarify. So when he does, make sure. Yeah, it sounds to me uh, like he's saying, and I'll read it again, I think going to a team aligned with your skill set, right? So you're... Right, that plays within a system that fits your skills, right? Right, is more important than when you are drafted. See, and that's the part I think I get kind of hung up on. Is he talking about round? Is he talking about, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's kind of the difficult part because... Yeah, of course. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady's the living, walking, yeah. breathing example. The sixth exactly. round, he fit Bill Belichick's scheme. I mean, that that's a pretty easy no-brainer. Now, if you're arguing like, hey, if he goes to a good organization, but maybe it's not the best system, can that overcome that? Or does it need to be the perfect system and the organization's irrelevant? He says, yeah, more or less, go into a system like if you are a 3-4 plater right. going to a 3-4 system. Right. No. Yeah. And I get that. That's, that is so crucial. Um, you know, that's why being a defensive lineman is rough in the mm-hmm. NFL. That's what, that's one of the positions that always gets washed down. You'll get cut down on rosters for being the, you know, third nose tackle in a three, four, like, you know, there, there's a lot less leeway, but I think if you're talking about, cause I'm guessing he's still referencing the quarterback situation and maybe where to start Sean Watson's going to go. Um, I think Deshaun could play in any system. I really think you could, especially where the league is going now. I feel like they're slowly but surely starting to evolve into like that mobile quarterback that can also throw it as well. Yep. We're not really seeing those traditional pocket passer quarterbacks coming no. in anymore. I mean, obviously you've got the Trevor Lawrence is coming out. Um, but even but, he's mobile. To yeah, he is mobile. He is mobile. Um, but 
you know, I, I, I agree for sure. He could go anywhere and, and dominate. Yeah, because I think uh, Jared Goff is part of a dying age. Yeah. Where, you know, because he's not even technically immobile. He's just, that's not in his that's, instinct. Right. And so, because they were talking about it, they had uh, Wofford obviously start the game. He left with injury to, today. So if you were watching that Rams game, uh, Jared Goff came in with the uh, surgically repaired thumb. But, you know, with that being the case, it, they were talking about some of the limitations and stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, Jared Goff's not not mobile, mm-hmm. right? You know, he, he definitely has that ability, but he just never chooses to use it. Right. And so I think they're getting away from that. I think they're getting more friendly with quarterbacks that have the ability to scramble because perfect, the epitome of what you want, I think, is Russell Wilson. Yeah, He is never, ever, 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 ever scared to run, Mm -hmm. but he's never going to do it first. Right. Ever. If anything, he moves the pocket. I was going to say, yeah, he's the one that, you know, he'll adapt to the situation, and then that's when he's going to take off. It's never like, you know, he's always got his eyes downfield, and then he'll take off if he needs to. Yep. Um, So... Yeah, sure. All right, a little clarification. He says, most organizations, this is Pete, uh, most organizations go through changes, so going to a particular organization is less relevant. I was saying, in general, Watson could ball anywhere. Yeah, he could play yeah. in any system. That's what, that's definitely what we were talking yep. about. I do think, though, even if you have the right system, an organization, a la the Jets, mm-hmm. can tear your career down, system or not. Because... I think Sam Darnold's in a system that fits his abilities, but the organization isn't, they don't even agree with each other. Right. Yeah. I think that derails. So maybe that's a question I have for you. Where's Darnold going? Is he staying? What would you do, Cody Barlow? I mean, I think they got to ride it out with Sam Darnold. Have to. Um, you know, he is, again, not in an ideal situation. I think you got to look at it at more, at more than just what you're seeing from Sam Darnold and his production and whatnot. You got to see the reason why his production has been the way that it's been. So um, I think it all starts at the top. You know, I think that they need to make some moves up top and start building around him. And I think that you'll start reaping the rewards of having somebody like Sam Darnold. But um, I think if you're the Jets, you stick there and start building around him. Don't jump ship now. Dude, I'm taking um, and just put another that. quarterback. Yep, you know, in the same situation. So agreed. So you're shipping off that second round pick, getting everybody and their mother. What's that? You're taking that second round pick or that second overall pick, and you're shipping it out and getting everybody. Oh yeah, and their mother yeah, to yeah. Come bring it, yeah, exactly, yep. exactly. Yeah, you have to. Um, no, Pete, and I appreciate you keep commenting. Like I said, stay in that, stay in that comment section. Um, so getting to the last wild card round for tomorrow is that night game, the game that we're all waiting. Oh, for. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what though? It, it is awesome because I did not think in my lifetime, uh, I would see the Browns in a playoff scenario where they would be competitive, right? I would see like, you know, a situation like we had in the NFC East where they wound up accidentally, mm-hmm. but this is, this is unique. Yeah. Not only are they competitive, they're the favorites in my eyes. Yeah, they got a chance. They got a solid chance. They've only gotten better, um, you know, as the season has gone on. So they're, they're a legit threat. Wait a minute. Uh, I missed that. Are you talking about the Browns? Yep. I know. I know. It it tastes sour in the mouth. It feels weird. Yeah. (laughs) The Browns will be out of it tomorrow night. And so those that are tuning in, that is Pops, the uh, co-founder of the Say What You Will Radio Network, also the producer of the show. And he feels strongly about the fact that our Pittsburgh originations does not allow for anyone to say Cleveland could do anything of any sort anywhere, ever. (laughs) So (laughs) Now, before your next thought. Okay. 
Kyle makes a great comment. Oh, so shout Kyle. out to Kyle Nussbaum. Yeah, What's Kyle up, Nussbaum. And thank you for your service, young man. He yes, says, absolutely. if I'm a Jets key player, I'm going to ride that out and take all the money with none of the pressure to win. Oh, <laughs> and that's how you overcome this system. Right. right. right? Whatever you got to do, just keep playing. Maybe even half well. Yep. Just well enough. Stack that, that they... money, keep the expectations low. I'm saying stay right there in New York where they don't care. Yep. That's now, awesome. This is a great quote by Pete. He says, most NFL organizations are mismanaged. I wonder which organization has destroyed the most talent. Oh. Either Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or Arizona. Ooh, Pops is bringing out the local stuff. You know what? Great question, Pete. That that is a great question. I feel like we could spend an entire yeah, hour. You on really that. could. You really could. <laughs> yes. You want to talk about? We're looking the Browns dead in the face. Yeah, I was going to say Cleveland. <laughs> I feel like that's what they're known for. If you go there, you're pretty much done. Ask Brady Quinn. Ask yep. the 17 quarterbacks that they got on the list. Yep, Brian yep. Hoyer. Ask all of them that you know went there. Deshaun Kaiser. They all went to die. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think Cleveland holds that crown. Um, but there's a lot of organizations like I think Jacksonville's there. They're kind of oh, somewhere in there. The Lions, Lions, the Lions. Sure. They are they crushed arguably a quarterback that could have been one of the greats in Matthew Stafford. I think they've ruined his career. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah, got to he get out of there for a long time. Yep. Um. But yeah, so as far as that Steelers game, <laughs> okay, because you know I'll say it that way. Uh, Steelers Browns tomorrow. As much as it pains me to say, I think Cleveland's the favorite. Mm. Now, I do think Pittsburgh has the ability to manage the game in a way that I don't think Cleveland can with the spread, with the fact that Ben runs out of empty so much. Um, Oh, quick note on the Saints game. Mm. One thing everybody's going to want to watch out for, and I totally forgot I was going to bring this up, Alvin Kamara may still be out with Mm. COVID. True. Okay, now he's supposedly recovered, but there's that time frame that exactly. he has to wait. And so he's literally going to get tested, uh, or he literally got tested, I think, last night all the way through until um, the morning tomorrow. So if anything comes up, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Well, and also they have one of the top league sack leaders. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, what's his name, Hendrickson? I yes, think that's, his name. that's right, Trey Hendrickson. He's out yep. for the game as well. So That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, because he's he was competing with Aaron Donald, which, mm-hmm. oh, that's gross to say. He balled out. Um, but yeah, the Browns, I mean, to have two rushers that have the ability to both get a hundred yards every game, what do you do with that? That's smash mouth at its finest. And talk about the Jarvis Landry reemergence. Oh yeah. That's good to see too. It's heartwarming, especially because like nobody really, we all wanted Odell to succeed there just because it is Cleveland Mm -hmm. and because it is Odell. But when he went down, Seeing Landry be able to t- effectively take that step, I think, was huge. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'd love to see Baker ball. I'm a Baker guy. I Absolutely. don't know how you feel. I like him. Yeah, I like Baker a lot, too. And uh, it's good to see him stick it to Colin Coward, too. Oh, uh, it, I'm it a Colin is. fan, but so it was good I. to see that. Yeah, it was good to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, the Yeah, I don't understand Colin's affinity to hate him. Yeah, I think it's just a, a way to motivate him. I think he actually really likes Baker deep down inside. He's Look, just uh, He better. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Um, but you know what's scary, right? That Steelers-Browns, that game could kind of be the indicator of what the next couple of years is going to look like in the division. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, if the Browns if the Browns win there, do the Steelers start rebuilding? Or what do you think happens there? Do we have that conversation with Big Ben? Hey, buddy, I know you wanted a year or two, but uh, 
Yeah. But then if that's the case, then where do you go? Deshaun Watson's on the <laughs> trademark. Okay, there. Okay, it was all leading to that. It was, it was leading all to that. leading Got up. Got it. No, honestly, there's uh, there's a couple quarterbacks I do like in this draft. I, I I am not a Zach Wilson from BYU fan as much as everyone else is, but that's a very Pittsburgh esque thing right. to do. So uh, I'm praying that we don't do that. But hey, I was wrong in the past. Okay, and for those that watch the show, much as everyone else is, oh, but that's oh, a very Pittsburgh esque thing right. to do. So. There we go. We were doubled up there. Uh, we were listening to ourselves. So, <laughs> um, But Cody can attest, probably my biggest swing and a miss. Do you remember who I was like, oh, man, how mad we drafted them? You were sitting in this house. We were watching the draft. Yeah, who was it? I do remember this, Here's though. your hint. It's a linebacker. He's famous now. Right. Like, he's not playing currently. Oh, right, right. Yep. Um. Can't yep. think of his name. Ryan right now. Shazier. Ryan Shazier yep. yep. That was my biggest swing yeah, and a miss. Man. You know who I you wanted? You were so salty about that. And you wanted Darquez Denard or something like I that. I did. I wanted Darquez Denard, yeah. who now flamed out with the Bengals. Yep. He went to the Falcons and he might not even make it there. So a win. Everything <laughs> I say, you guys can take yep. and throw it out the window. Uh, but no, and so I, I just I, I'm very excited to see, you know, what this is gonna look like. I do think Ben will try to ride out another year whether that's fortunate or unfortunate for our process. I think he needs to be an Uber each driver this time next year. Right. Just call it a day. Hey, listen, Pop said that before the season two this year and last year, and he was happy both times Ben stepped on the field. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. Um, and that's the thing, okay? And I will stand on the table against all my fellow Steelers fans. You guys trash Mike Tomlin too much. Okay. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest court coaches of all time. And uh, this I'm is pre- why you're on the show. We're listening to ourselves again here, but um, that's why you're on the show, Cody, because <laughs> any Mike Tomlin pro comments are comments I enjoy. Um, and I think Pittsburgh's too ready to let go of Ben without transitioning to something. Yeah. You got to have something in place. I we feel should like. have already. Some, some sort of idea there. Yeah. Yeah. It, we should have two years ago. Well, we did. Oops. Yeah. But we didn't. Right. Okay. Mason Rudolph, if you hear this, meet me outside. Real quick, we just got one more ad, and then that's it for the uh, the ads. Oh, thank goodness. we got to pay the bills. Absolutely. Right? Here we go. Give me a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, Greyfeather Farm. Phyllis wrote back on December 22nd, by far the best products I've ever bought. Don't waste your money on drugstore products that don't do what they say they will do. Shipping is always extremely fast. Can't say enough good things. Highly recommend everything Jennifer sells. Guys, February's coming up and you know what that means. It's going to be Valentine's Day soon. So if you missed out on these products for Christmas for that favorite little lady in your life, make sure you get some for Valentine's Day. Place your orders now. Go to the link below this video or go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Go to the sponsors area and click Gray Feather Farm. You'll get free shipping anywhere in the United States. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back at the very tail end of the undrafted GM power hour, I guess. You know, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. Uh, we're just recapping tomorrow's games, the uh, NFC, the um, Bear Saints game. We discussed that. My co-host here, Cody, he was going to pick the Saints. I was going to pick the Saints. Um, We talked about the Titans-Ravens game. We actually both chose on the Titans. Now it comes down to the moment of trust, Cody. (laughs) Brown-Steelers, who you got? Final decision. Oh, man, that's Be honest with yourself. The world is watching, all five of them. I like all the talent that the Browns have. I think they are very well-rounded. 
Um, I'm excited to see them play. You know, so Cody's going to come together. <laughs> um, but also, it's hard. You can't. And what we were talking about before the break there was, you know, Mike Tomlin. I think Stunned. is super underrated as a head coach. I'm not sure why, um, but especially seeing what he was able to do last year, what he's been able to do this year. Um, and still be able to, you know, get the team where they're at, I think is super impressive. So you can't count them out. But And they're at home, it looks like. Yep. Um, but I'm going Browns. All right. Well, Cody's taking the road team. All yep. right, two things I got to add here. Uh, one is a quote from Pete. He says, Tomlin is the man. Cowherd bashed Big, uh, bashed Big Ben this week. He said Big Ben isn't a Hall of Famer if the Steelers don't draft him. I don't like Cowherd, whoever that guy is. And number two... I already forgot what number two was. All right. Well, number two was going to be a Pops insertion of opinion. He was going to say something terrible about Cleveland, and I would have agreed. Oh, no. That's exactly right. See? I told you. No, no, no. Not terrible about Cleveland. But here's the deal. If I'm the Steelers, okay, Okay. I'm going to look uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in the face, (laughs) and I'm going to tell him, if you drop a pass in this game, we are going to beat the living hell out of you. Right. Because of the stupid stuff he had to say. Yeah, because so, look, isn't this the second time that he's had something to say about the Browns now? Well, or, last week he danced on their logo. Right. So, okay, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing major. Right. Now, um, he said they're just a bunch of gray face nobodies. The Browns are the Browns, and they're going to come out the win. Was this the same Browns that beat them? Or yeah, well, just okay. last week. Right. We right, had right. five yeah, or yeah. six starters sitting out. So I mean, let's not to get too excited. You know, and, and that's kind of what we were just talking about. You know, right. like it's the Steelers. You know, with what they've got, but again, they are dealing with their own things as well. So <clears> too many, but. Browns. Yeah, and Cody, I, I love that you uh, picked the Browns there. I love that you stand on your own two feet. Uh, I will remember <laughs> that in a week or two. Um, right. No, here's the thing. <laughs> if Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh can't establish the run, the game's over. Mm-hmm. Cleveland will establish the run. Baker will throw 25 to 30 passes. He'll be efficient, and that will be that. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think... It's going to really come down to the health of the Steelers' defense. I think this is a game that Pittsburgh's defense can really determine how far they go. Uh, so that's really going to be interesting because I, I'll be honest, I'm not expecting much offensive output, which is just so crazy to me to say, considering we found a gem in Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Juju is Juju, mm-hmm. or was. I don't know anymore. Um, Deontay Johnson's another stud. Right, like we have Eric Ebron, James Conner. Like, there's no reason the offensive output should be what it is. We one of the best O lines in the league. Now the O line was decimated by injury. We're down to our third string guard, second string right tackle. I get it, inexcusable. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see. I am going to pick Pittsburgh because have to. if I spoke that into existence, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. I do, however, predict that Nick Chubb has over 125 yards rushing. Let me put that little asterisk in there. Okay. Um, and I know Cody likes that because he was a Nick Chubb fan at Georgia. Mm-hmm. So uh, Pittsburgh is definitely going to take that. I say definitely very lightly. Um, go ahead, Pop. Oh, my prediction. I like to do predictions. <laughs> uh, I say Pittsburgh by three in OT. Ooh. All right. Okay. If, if Pittsburgh gets the OT, we lose. That's my prediction. So, uh, win in regulation, my friends. Um, quick update on the Bucks washington game, 18-10. to 10. Hey, a little bit. I mean, a field I goal, gotta, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, I got to give it up to Washington Eight there. Eight-point game. The you fact know, I was going for Washington, but I just I figured Buccaneers, you know, Tom Brady is the GOAT, you know, so I figured he'd probably just. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Buccaneers lose, we should all throw a party. 
That would be. I'm, you know what? Decent. And it starts as soon as the it's, it's game over yep. and yep. party starts. Um, yeah. So Pittsburgh's future is very up in the air this week. It, it's really yeah. going to depend on what happens. Um, I'll make a prediction about Ben's future right now. If Pittsburgh wins this game, okay, Ben will try to play two more years. If really? he loses this game, he's going to try to play one more year. And I know that that sounds specific, but the reason being is because he does have that two years left on his contract. Um, I think Ben's going to try to ride it until we can at least make a run at the thing. I don't know how long his body's going to last. Yeah, that's the that's what you yeah. got to take into consideration. Yeah, there. and so uh, yeah, so uh, we just pulled up that uh, quick Washington Tampa Bay update. Um, yeah, look at that scoring nine nine, uh, nothing so far in the third. Obviously, it's just started, so. Uh, but Washington, hey man, <laughs> hold on for all of us, right? Um, man, well, Cody, any other thoughts? Anything on your mind? Anything that you're like? I have to say this about this season. Um, well, not so much about this season, but one thing that we were talking about before the uh, before the show here was um, nine years ago yesterday. Oh, yes. was a very uh, he did special moment in sports history. Uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys probably are familiar with a quarterback by the name of Tim Tebow when he. Threw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns in the wild card game against the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the game. Um, but that was nine years ago yesterday. So shout out to Tim Tebow. You know what? This magic moment, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I won't be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> he said, and that ends your tenure here and say what you already know. Go ahead, Pops. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say that one thing Tim Tebow did after that, oh, geez. which most uh, football players don't do, was uh, had a few at bats. Mm. Ah, he did. I was curious as to where you were going with that. I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what didn't he do that everybody else <laughs> did? I was like, you know, um, have a subpar career. Like, yeah. You know, he's uh, played a lot of double A baseball. Yes, yeah. and he is double A batting. He right. uh, he actually has a pretty good hitting record. Recently. Is he still with the Mets? I believe so. They're or? minor. Yeah, they're minor league team. Um, so uh, I don't know if he's ever going to quite breach the top yeah. part of that category, but. Yeah. The fact that he's got to double A considering he was good enough to be a pro football player, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. And he's built to compete too. So, I mean, he's, it might not be at the pro level, but he still gets to compete. And ultimately, I think that's what he wants to do. Oh, and that's it. I mean, talk about living the dream. He's one of the very few multi sport athletes. Yeah. Who's the greatest? Dion or Bo? Wow. I got to go Dion. Yep. Oh, I'm going Dion. He said, Dion, I'm going to say Bo. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Because Dion actually, yeah, he man, Dion went from a playoff game to a playoff game one time. Yeah, that's pretty that's, crazy, you know what I mean? bro. If Bo Jackson doesn't break his pelvis, it, right? That's, that's touche. That's what that's, it comes down that's, to. That's you eliminate that out of it. It's a different game. Yeah, they they have some wild stories about Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. They they talk about him. Uh, he used to practice uh, chasing trains, really, for to increase his speed. Um, they said there's a uh, like. He's like all these infamous tales about him that nobody knows are true. They say that he ran a true four one. I was gonna say it was yep. yeah. They said he ran a true four yep. one. Now obviously there's that story about Dion running a four one at the combine and mm-hmm. running out the tunnel. Right. But uh, Dion says, "Oh, I don't remember the time or whatever." Yeah. But go ahead, there, Pop. All right, uh, Donald Malone says Tim Tebow will be called up to the Mets this year. Ooh, Donald Malone. So for those that don't know, Donald does play for the Arizona Spartans. I'm wearing the shirt right now that a uh, local semi-pro team. Check us out. We're going to win a ring. Um, but uh, Donald Malone says Tebow's going to get pulled up. I hope so. That would be that fun. That would be cool to see, man. That would I'm be a Tebow really fan cool. for sure. 100%. I mean, the Denver thing, you know, that definitely, but let's be honest, the only reason that happened is because Ryan Clark was out with sickle cell. So right, that's just, right. you know, that's the only thing. Let's I call it what it is. Right. All right. Now, Pete keeps working himself 
out of my circle and then back into my circle and then out of my circle. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's go, Pete. The Bo Jackson myth. Oh. Ouch. Look. Now, yes, there is a lot of quote-unquote myths out there about mm-hmm. Bo Jackson, but I promise you for how talented that dude was, one of those stories is true. Oh, yeah. One's one of be. them. Yeah. They say, I mean, there's that clip of him breaking the bat. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Effortlessly. Like like nothing. Like, and I promise you if you guys are like, oh, he broke a bat, so what? Pick one up. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you. I'm looking dead into the camera right now. Pick one up. I bet you're not even feeling the thing flex. <laughs> no. That dude literally bent it to the point of it snapping over. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so any other last minute thoughts, Cody? Anything that you're like, you know what? I got to tell everybody out there one thing. Um, no, man. It was just a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun coming on here on the show. No, wait a minute. You oh. guys didn't pick your Super Bowl picks, did you? Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm legally allowed to anymore <laughs> because mine is completely awash. Cody, you didn't announce your Super yeah, Bowl picks. Yeah, Super Bowl picks. Um, well, with the outcome of everything going on right now, honestly, I feel like it's the obvious choice to go with the Chiefs and the AFC, but yep. uh, I think the Bills could be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. That would be interesting to see them go at it. That'd be fun. Um, and then in the NFC, obviously, you've got the Saints uh, that I think could make some uh, make I guess waves. Um, make some waves. There you go. Um, who else do we got in the oh, Packers? Yeah. Of course, the Packers. So Pack, I got Saints. I got Packers, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's mine. And then I'm I. Going with A-Rod, the MVP. He's getting MVP and Super Bowl MVP. You heard it here first. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bold take, right? Bold take. That's a bold take, Cotton. Um, (laughs) So shout out to uh, Cody for the Green Bay, Kansas City prediction. Rodgers not only gets a second ring, he also gets MVP and walks off into the distance. Yep. So does he retire after that? No, of course not. No, he comes back for another one. Yeah, he's going to go get another one. Yeah, Yeah. and so uh, I am going to... You know what? I, again, I don't even feel that I'm qualified for this anymore. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna copy with the Chiefs there because I think looking at the AFC right now, the Bills if they win, Cleveland or Pittsburgh they both match up poorly with Kansas City. I, I think the Bills. I don't know if they're gonna be able to have the offensive output to keep up with the Kansas City in a shootout game. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFC Packers or Saints. Here's I'm gonna predict what I want to happen since mine already okay. went out the window. I would like to see the Saints play the Bills, Saints and Bills, and then who do I you don't get? think who do you give got? a shot of have if that happens. Drew Brees is walking into the sunset with a ring. Really, I really hope so. Now, what do I think is gonna happen? I think it's gonna be boring. I do think it's gonna be Green Bay and Kansas City, and I do think Mahomes will get a second one. All right, we got Pete. He's uh, his prediction: Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Now, my question is, we though, talked I about think that. Pete said this last week. He said if he gets to the show, he's going to win it. So uh, he's going to say, agreed. I would assume he's going to say Tampa Bay is going to win that one. Now, listen, I, I did say that last week because I do believe if Tom Brady makes the NFC conference, if mm-hmm. that if they're in that game, Tampa Bay is winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's a big if, in my opinion. That, exactly. I'm going to quote the uh, the great Shannon Sharp here. If ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk. Right. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see them getting there. If they get there, you can't count Tom Brady out. I remember watching them against the Falcons, you know, and everybody wanted to turn the channel when they were down. I was like, if anybody comes back in the Super Bowl, it's going to be Tom Brady. You just can't count him out in the Super Bowl. eight to three Yeah, people. so um, if they get there, I feel like maybe they become the favorite at that point, but I don't even see them getting there, in my opinion. I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh-oh. Here we go, Pops. Let's see. Hot now, take. my NFC pick okay. is okay. Green Bay. Yep. Okay. But who did I tell you last week to watch out for? 
Mm, that's weak. Let me the see. sleeper of the year. The sleeper of the year? Yeah. Hold I'm on. The, I'm going to be the only one that's going to pick. Well, not of the year, but of recent. Oh, let me see. Is it Cleveland? No. Okay. Who? I'm trying to think who else is in the AFC. Who well, else made the, the AFC The Ravens. Oh, okay. he said, die. The Ravens are going to turn it around, and look, they're going to win. Dude, they only got to need – they just need a couple wins. Okay, there, let man. me point something out here, people. But – Pops has been putting me through the ringer. <laughs> Green Bay wins it, though. Yep. So, for those who didn't pay attention to nine months of me talking about the same thing, um, I have – predicted that Seattle and Baltimore was my original Super Bowl picks. And I thought Seattle was going to win that game. Um, obviously, Seattle is now out. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, as of the moment, is in. So I could still kind of be right in no way, shape, or form. But I don't see Baltimore. I'll be honest. I think Tennessee, I do think it's an upset technically, but I do think Tennessee beats them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, so, I did tell you that Pittsburgh would win the division. I told you that. Yep, you called that. Back in April, you did. April, we're talking. But he about. also said that uh, the Ravens were going to flop. He thought Lamar Jackson was going to do kind of, and they now did. they're going to the Super Bowl. Well, now they're going to the Super Bowl because they've turned it around. No, you but know I told you that they would not win the division. No, and you were 100 percent spot on with that. But you know who is going to the Super Bowl? It's Pittsburgh. And on that note, <laughs> this has been another episode of Undrafted GM. I want to give a big shout-out to our co-host, Cody Barlow. Really appreciate you being on, brother. Um, I, again, please, in the comments, let him know that he needs to come back. We're going to get him back in. Now, before I let you guys go, we do have a special guest next week. We do. I believe he Who's will that? be in studio. Um, we are actually going to have an Arizona local here, Joey Counts. Okay. Um, if you guys are familiar with Arizona football, Arizo- uh, Joey Counts went to Desert Ridge here. Um, he actually went on and played D1 football with Montana. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about his time there, kind of his path, everything that he's been uh, working on, and some stuff he's working on now. He's got some local stuff coming up here in Arizona. So we're going to talk with him next week. Um, Hopefully, we're going to have Cody next week, too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. see. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, again, for this week, for everybody that's been watching, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, go Steelers. Yeah, and, uh, Pete, we just want to finish with, with this comment. The only team the Bucks can beat would be the Saints. Ooh. If someone could take out New Orleans, it's a smoother pathway for Brady and the Bucks. Uh, listen, Pete, stop – adding in good comments at the end. Right. Okay, you jerk. We could have been talking about this. But, uh, Pete, make sure you tune in next week. For anybody else, make sure you tune in next week. You can find us at SayWhatYouWillRadioNetwork.com. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Have a safe week. And uh, go Steelers. And we want to thank Katie for being in the uh, – Oh, and we want to do – yeah. Yeah, we want to thank Katie. We want to thank Pete. Uh, we want to thank Donald Malone, Kyle Nussbaum, Carlos Velarde was in the room. Uh, Shout out, Carlos. Yeah. And let's see if there's anybody else. That's a lot of pressure. I didn't know he was watching. Right. Yeah, that's okay. I think that's about it. I don't know. I can keep going back further and further. But everybody who uh, participates in the show, we want to thank you for being part of the show. But until next week, take care and God bless.